0: Ghosts have to haunt a place, so that's a metaphor for agoraphobia, people who can't go outside. The, uh, the werewolf is Tourette
1: Syndrome, because you can't control, you know, and the vampires are heroin addicts. This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design. Servicing clients domestic and international, Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park soap based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Roro Cakes, specialty baking, little bites of yumminess. And indulgences. Follow Roro Cakes at Facebook.com/slash Roro Cakes, and place your order today. Last but not least, Pancake Studios cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting. Look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults
0: by adults. sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that. But we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. And we are back.
1: We always this say is, we're back. Where do we come, where do we back come from? Where we,
0: the, the Phantom Zone. We. This is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is to be continued. A fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And it is June 30th, 2017, here at Pancake Studios. I'm Miguel Andra Velez, your host.
1: Uh, Along with me is my co-host Edward Ing. And thanks for sticking around. <laughs> and of course, we have our producer.
2: Thank you, thank you. We're, we're Jonathan a, Vergara here we're at Pancake a, Studios. We're at a point now where I have to, when I make these sessions, I have to save it with 2017, because now we're overlapping some of those months from last year. Like we. Oh have, right, yeah, like a yeah. July show. My God. Mm. So now to distinguish. We've been I doing have it to, this
1: long. Well, we, well it's all—it's all—it's been over a year, so yeah, we won't. We decided not to have an anniversary show. <laughs> we did have a, a, an episode X. Yeah, I think our tenth
0: show kind of counts as an
2: anniversary show. W- when
0: doubt.
1: two years comes along, then maybe we'll we'll have a big. i episode
2: XX. Are we gonna release the beta?
0: I don't want to get sued by um, M- M- Melissa Benoist, so
1: we no. Gonna, <laughs> we're
2: actually gonna have to listen to the first
1: episode. <laughs> I I always uh, the I, there's a little in joke in there. For I'm anyone always who the one know. who's making the disclaimer, and then of course you know you're the one who's you know. But then again, like I don't want to like like can we get sued? Um, On a podcast,
2: maybe, maybe not
1: get sued, but <laughs> maybe Kevin Smith will break will break the door. It's like I hear you, you've been saying a bunch of like you know crazy. Heard shit about you guys me been talking something. some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you should. It's like Whoa,
0: him It's like him, 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 Affleck and Damon show up. They got like baseball bats. <laughs> You guys are talking some shit here. Uh, so, uh, uh, what's your problem? <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, to be continued, We uh, this is your fanboy podcast covering so much of uh, the pop culture nerd world. And there is so much that has happened. I mean, we, Ed, how much stuff has happened we, since we uh, dropped the Wonder Woman we, show? We right? dropped the
1: Wonder Woman show. To be honest, n- in terms of volume, not a lot. Right? But, whatever Inference. has occurred... It's huge. Whatever has occurred has been an explosion of gossip and some stuff that has actually been uh, confirmed. Um, And, you know, we're we're definitely going to get into those.
0: And, And to that end, we will be putting in our In The News jingle, which goes a little something like
3: this. You are listening
0: to In the News on TBC, a fanboy podcast. And that was our In the News jingle. Uh, I think I'm going to rewrite that. I'm going to redo the theme. The the jingle? Okay. (laughs) Uh, We are, uh, a lot of stuff happened. And as Ed pointed out uh, uh, on the other side of uh, of the jingle, it's not so much that An enormous amount happened, but the things that happened were pretty big, and probably the biggest one, the one I really wanted to get to to start off the show because um, we didn't cover it, um, and this is our first chance to do it, is that uh, the fanboy world, the world of superheroes in media lost a a giant, I would say, someone who had a big effect for decades, um, no matter how you feel about the work itself.
1: that's what I was going to say not without a level of um, I don't want to say contention within the world contention within within,
0: within, uh, the fanboy world of course um, we're speaking of the fact that uh, we lost
1: uh, Adam West when um, Uh, he passed away June 9th 2017 uh, at the age of 88 born William West Anderson wow okay (laughs) look at that (laughs) William West Anderson came into the world (laughs) from Idaho Right, uh, born in Walla Walla, Washington. Oh, Walla Walla, Washington. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry, I read those lines before and I didn't even remember. This is why his his Wikipedia page should, deserves to be read in his voice
0: because he's <laughs> yes, reading do that it at home, yeah.
1: everyone. Read read the Wikipedia Vase in his in his voice. Um, his father was a farmer. His mother an opera singer.
0: And uh, you know, Adam West was for people of a certain age, and I would say me and Ed fall into that certain age category. He was a gigantic figure because, for a long time, I mean, before Michael Keaton came along with the Tim Burton film, he was Batman in the popular imagination. That is who what Batman was, and again, for good or ill, and uh, he was a big personality. He was he was a, a kind of a in a way a proto-star of what we see today where uh, uh, or what came afterwards, which is these people who get cast in these superhero roles. And it, isn't, it doesn't always work out in their career for long periods of time necessarily as well as you would like. You get typecast in the part or you're so identified no one can see you as anything else. Um, and the Batman show, as we said, had a bit of contention. Now, um, Ed, your, your first re- remembrances of the like, of the Batman show...
1: Well, I said straight up that because you and I were children growing up, um, you know, we were 70s kids, late 70s, um, 70s children. We grew up in the 80s. Syndication was constant. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman. Right. You know, like, yeah, that just... every Every day after every school. Every day after school, after the cartoons done. Somewhere between are done. 3 and 5 o'clock, it, it would be
0: on Channel 11, Channel 5, right. Channel 9... And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, people forget that we saw it in syndication, but when it was first run, the show was huge, was gigantic. There was a lot of Batmania. What it, is, it, what, what it, is it in some ways saved Batman the comic because, well, because wh- the show was popular, the sales for the comics went through the roof. Well, what is the this- famous
1: quote, the sixty uh, the, six the 1966 B, um, three Bs?
0: No, that's your quote. You keep bringing up no, that but, he said, right? No, that's his quote. Is right. It? it was like, like uh, it was like that. Uh, was it uh, Beatles, Beals. Batman, and Spock who wears blue? <laughs> 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 and it really, it, you know, it was a meteor. You know, it was it was a it was a shooting star? It really was had a short period of like incredible popularity, and then it just and it did fall off eventually. But because of syndication, it lived on for many 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 years, and it. It was in the popular imagination when people thought of Batman. That's what they thought of. They thought of Adam West. They thought of Burt Ward. They thought of Cesar Romero and all the, you know, various characters. And it wasn't until Tim Burton did the, you know, the Michael Keaton film that that started to finally, in the popular consciousness, fall away and become and Batman becoming something much more akin to what we as comic book fans knew him as. You know, we knew Batman not as anything darker, tones, darker yeah. tones it wasn't camp you know uh john did you did you as a kid watch the, any of the uh the adam west show
2: as a matter of fact i did my dad had a bunch of vhs tapes mm-hmm. uh, of it and uh, i watched a few of them i remember the penguin a lot uh the riddler the joker not so much in that show but yes adam west batman cool, funny personality, uh, a little condescending. As a kid,
0: let me ask this. Let me ask you, as a kid from the 90s, did you, uh, I assume this would be like six, seven, eight, something like that, your age, yeah, when yeah, you first yeah. experienced it. Now, at, when you watched it as a kid, did you automatically pick up on the sort of the, the parody happening, the satire, yeah. or did you take it seriously
2: at first? I think at first, in my youngest... At my youngest age, uh, uh, while watching the show, I, I thought it was serious mm. at first. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, like eight, nine years old. But I guess when I watched it again, when I was like 13, 14. Yeah. Even like, though, even just a, a few little... years later, you
0: understood. You knew what they were going for.
2: I'm like, this is a little exaggerated. You know, the the pow.
0: Well, you well, you you finally figured out that it wasn't that it was operating
1: on two levels, right? Yeah. 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 Well, let me. You were born. What year were you born?
2: I was born in '88.
1: In '88, that's Keaton's Batman comes out in '89. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's just have. They, they, let's just keep that in mind yeah, here, right? So, so, I'm, so
2: I'm too young to even understand the new Batman at that time. You know, right. The, the, right. The, right. Or Silver, to have seen it really. You yeah, know, to, to even seen it, or if, if I did, even remember it. So I was
1: 13. I think I was 13, 13, 14 when it came out. When Keaton, yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah,
0: which was the second wave of Batmania. Right. right. Um, but the first one was West Show, and you know West had uh, he had done some film. Yeah, yes, but
2: unfortunately, if I could speak, you know, the truth of the time, I think the reason why I even enjoyed watching the Adam West Batman at, at don't no one kill me. Okay, because at the time I was watching Batman the the cartoon.
1: Okay, uh, in the '90s, which and is that, also
2: huge. That was huge to me. That I watched right. every day. Yeah, um, yeah. But that made me such a Batman fan that I was able to go back through time and, and enjoy... It gave Adam you West.
0: time-traveling powers? Exactly, exactly. I <laughs> understand. I know, but, you I know, understand. But, I know what you like, mean. I know what you mean. But
2: standalone, I think I would have been like, oh, this is a little too campy for me. But because and, you got into the I character... Love, but because I love Batman... So much. Like, I, I got to like, see what this other yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah I just
1: right. want to mention to the audience that eventually we will uh, along the, um, since we just just came out of the Road to Justice with the Wonder Woman show. Our part one with Wonder Woman, yes. We will eventually hit Batman. And this is not a Batman show per se. This is an this Adam, Adam is, West show. This is, well, yeah, no. It, well, it's a new show. A and new the show. death of Adam West is, is huge. important
0: It's important. But we will be getting yeah. around to doing a a, sing, a show that focuses on the the... Entirety, or at least as much as we can cover in about an hour and a half. But of ba- back to the
1: '66 show because you mentioned the cast. That's a huge cast: Frank Orshan, Eartha Kitt, R- uh, Caesar Romero, whom um, um, uh, Penguin. What's uh, you know? Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Ah, you know. Okay. Well, well, and that's a huge cast. And of, that's and f- and of cast. course, that's and no of course small uh, cast. Uh, Julie. Newmar and, no
0: Or Lee Merriweather. <laughs> I, I actually I watched, I told you that I was watching the '66 movie. And, you know, Lee Merriweather <laughs> is the Catwoman in that one. And um, I kind of came to this conclusion that Lee Merriweather is the most.
1: Villainous, she's a tree. You watch it, and her portrayal is really like. I have a hard time distincting Lee Merriweather and Julie Newmar I, at this point. No, because, there are you really. You watch because wha- my wife is a huge uh Tu oh, Fu, fan, Fu fan, right? But I'm just saying, like, 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 I have to really go to like, really – well, uh, having
0: done my, that, right. I here's my I, Lee is the most truly villainous, she's truly a vicious killer type. That's her, she's <laughs> going for that. Um, Ertha Kitt is the campiest like she's she's the but julie newmar is the most her scenes with adam west oh yeah well. are she's just she the she fills out that costume nicely and she's just super seductive and everything and uh or says that she's
1: statuesque
0: <laughs> uh but uh you know uh she fit well into the camp that was the adam west show and I, this is what I'm going to get to about said the dichotomy of the of the Adam West show and what he his performance, how it fits so well and works so well, is that the show is a two track show. The Adam West show. If you are under the age of 11 at the time. You're into it. You believe it. You're totally into every oh, I got to. Oh, there. Batman and Robin are are tied up. Who? How are they going to get out in the next <laughs> That's episode? An adventure. That's an adventure it's truly show. an adventure. You're into it. And then once you reach your teen years, you understand that there's a parody thing going on, and we talked about that this is the why the show has its contentious within the community of fans. It's because the kid thing is straightforward. When you see it as an adult and understand that a satire is happening, you realize, wait, they're making fun, they're making of, Batman. fun of Batman. They're making fun yeah. of Batman. And I understand how some fans can still be incensed by that. And and why you know well,
2: yeah. there's not necessarily it's, universal. It's, it's, like
0: I'm not saying that no one's sad that he's gone, but you know a lot of people are like oh man yo the Batman show is great. And there is a, a group of people that are like I don't you know I love you know I well, love well, what me, it was. Let me bring but... up
1: the um, uh, when the Green Hornet and Cato show up. Why because <laughs> you know it's the same producer right? The same right. people who uh, they uh, produce both shows. And uh, and I'm watching it as a, as an adult, and I'm like yeah you know the. <sighs> Do I treat it? I have to treat it as satire because it is satire. But at the same time, Bruce Lee's there. Bruce You're Lee is there. You know, so
3: <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> absolutely. But that's the that's the as I'm saying. As a kid, you watch it, and as much as again, there are people who look down on the show. Hmm. Uh, we talk. Uh, you know, I told this in in, in the write over. The truth is, oh. as a kid, and you watch it, it, it checks off a lot of the boxes that make batman a cool character they're all there in the show you've got the detective you've got you've got he solves mysteries you've got all the gadgets and equipment you've got all of the vehicles you've got the millionaire playboy alter ego you've got all the fighting and stuff I'm, you know, yeah. Is it is it Frank Miller's Batman? No, of course well, not. I, I did but say it But it checks like, off all the boxes the, scenes of what makes where the character he, cool.
1: The scenes where he's where they're out of costume and he's with Burt Ward, and I'm like, how old is Burt Ward in this? And you <laughs> believe he it. He's got children. I think he had he kids had by then. But yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, it was could, it I, was campy and sa- it, it was camp sap- campy satire.
2: I think people got to appreciate also the time it was produced. The yeah, there were you weren't
0: going to get no, some not, sort of yeah, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and this is Dark Knight Returns again.
1: This is the conversation like, in the car. It's like, well, let's look at the, the at the era that when when it was made. Um, and I said, um, it's very, it's got that monkeys thing going on. Monkeys is the first thing that comes out comes up. Um, uh, was bewitched in that sort of category too. Um, yeah, well, know, we ta- we ta- well, well, we talked about how, how even
0: though it was in 66 mm. and, you know, my whole theory of, of demarcating, you know, decades is saying usually a decade doesn't end as soon as, it, you know, things round out there's to the 10s. Yeah. There's, there's 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 culturally there's always like a bleeding point. And the Batman show, in my opinion, is actually not of the 60s per se. It's really it's a like a, bit of a 50s it's feel. like a 50s feel cuz like we said we said when they were up the side of when they went up the side of the buildings you know when they would put the camera sideways it's who were the West celebrities story, the of. celebrities that they met were not the really the super hip celebrities that a teenager in 1966 would be really be interested in it wasn't the door you know they're they're climbing up the side and it's like like holy cow batman you know, it, you know who who are these four young men oh hello there yeah batman and robin yes we with the Beatles here you know it wasn't anything like that it was sammy davis junior
3: <laughs>
0: uh and yet <clears throat> west he was the center of that show and it was his performance that made all of those things work his reactions you know the, the you know the archness of his line delivery i mean he was pitch perfect at doing what the show was you can people can quibble about oh it wasn't really batman it wasn't the batman but like i said you can't deny his his importance and the other part is that west then similar to shatner who played another iconic role later on in his career in the latter stages managed to then make a little cottage industry of Self awareness of how he was perceived, you know, a Family Guy. You know, you, well, you just I, we just I, showed I, we just you just showed me that bit from 1995. It's MTV, from the MTV Movie, Awards, Movie Awards
1: where Adam West and Frank Gorshin they're parodying an Interview with a Vampire. The intro
0: to Interview with a Vampire with Christian uh, I, Slater. Yeah, like I,
1: I, after it was stopped, I uh, we were just wondering what year was, and I looked at it, 1995, and I saw a a, a really young Kirsten Dunst. I'm like, wow, that was quite a. Quite a bit ago, yeah. But it's uh, I'm a vampire. <laughs> so, so what is it? Yeah, it's and it was just a really marvelous. And then that shows that he had
0: a, that he had gone through because he was Frank. He talked about well, I drank a little more than I should have, you know. After after I did Batman, I it should was be a little- rule
1: that you should whenever you quote him it has to be done in his voice. Well, there was all <laughs> the booze, the booze. <laughs> i was a rum pot at one point and it's not in any way sitting, to make fun of him right sitting it in is, my basement it's with the Batman Kyle on alone because you dark. and i we will for, i've known you for a good decade yes, how many times chum. have we busted in that hold <laughs> friends like you know here I, i'm adjusting my gloves <laughs> right
2: yes uh well i would love to see him go
1: if the glove don't
2: fit <laughs>
0: <laughs> Batman would have figured out who really who the killer
1: of who the real killers were
2: <laughs> Kato <laughs> Kato
0: Caitlin, Kato Katelyn. <laughs> um,
1: but, dastardly deed but this is
0: this is the thing he that was the beginning of the 90s was when he started sort of entered re-entered pop culture um, he did a he did a pilot that uh, I forget if it got aired or not called Look Well which was written and I think produced by Conan O'Brien. And he was a regular, uh, he did many appearances on Conan's uh, original NBC late night show. And he, Oh, he was a regular. (laughs) He of course was also then brought on uh, to the, uh, the Mr. Plow episode of the Simpsons, which was, I think again, this was the beginning of him starting to be comfortable and people loving to see him in in this parody of himself. I mean, I I love the Mr Plow episode because um,
1: Mayor West is a parody of himself. Yeah. Yeah, you know.
2: His personality became bigger than the role. She transcends the fact... He started to transcend
0: Batman. Yeah. And that was what was... Because when I... And it was great to see because he isn't... He was a really entertaining... He had a charisma. He was a funny guy.
2: And when I heard him on uh, Family Guy, I didn't go, oh my goodness, that's Batman. I went, oh my goodness, that's Adam West. Yeah, exactly. And in some
1: sense, it is... uh, Now, they did the... um, An animated movie for 66 Batman, which I saw... Just
0: recently, yes, that came out, yeah. And then
1: you released a whole... You my mind blew when you said <laughs> you, they're doing a sequel to them I'm like yes i know do you know who's doing
0: <laughs> yeah ed didn't know ed didn't Dance? know and, and i he was, was all like who, 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 who? who and who was the first you said who you you named said, two other guys i said billy d you said oh you said harvey dent and it was like hey, did you get tommy lee and tommy i was like lee. no not tommy billy lee d? Like, billy d he was like
1: no better said, better i'm like i
0: said there's only one other man who can go toe to toe my brain with shatner and it was, like, it was like
1: it's like Bill Shatner. My 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 brain exploded and it's still like right now it's a it's a nuclear winner, winner in my yeah, brain. Yeah and
0: and not only that, here's the thing, you could have seen that happen in 66. <laughs> you totally could have seen us like special guest star William Shatner and him there with the suit, you know, with half his hair messed up and the, it would so, have been Oh, really- John,
1: we didn't tell you, but um when like we had been going back and forth about well, how do we go about the, doing this Batman show for when we do the road, road to justice of Batman, and I said, Well, the idea came about what sort of skit should we do? Yeah, so what <laughs> and then he, he you said, Well, what if we did a uh, um, uh, The Dark Knight Rises '66 style? And who are you casting as? Uh, as Well, as obviously, Bane? Adam West
0: would be Batman, right? Uh, uh, we were we were kind of thinking yeah. something along the lines of like a Sammy Davis yeah, as. Works. As Lucius Fox or something like that. Yes, yes, right? yes. Right, and then we were like, oh, "Well, I said
1: Bill," and then you shot that idea. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Because, we're not gonna touch know, Bill.
0: You know, as a, this is this is dangerous, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> How is that not funny?
3: <laughs>
0: How is that not funny? Did you not get the memo? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
0: yes, Mr. Oh, Wayne, well, that it comes that, in black. That is the tumbler. <laughs> you would not be interested in that. No, yeah I, sh- I, I don't want to touch anything with Bill. Uh, but the who we cast as bane was uh, Khan himself, uh, Mr. Rourke Ricardo Montalban. and like uh, you know,
1: it would be you think that darkness is your ally.
2: I was raised, raised Hol by. It. My favorite is uh, in the original series. you know uh, where you first meet Khan? And uh, anyway, he's talking to one of the nurses, and then finally, like the nurse comes into his room, lets let's, lets her M- hair Lieutenant down. Lieutenant MacGyver. And he yeah, he He literally is like, "I see you let your hair down. Good." Like shit.
0: <laughs> so, like, Khan was a <laughs> pimp. Khan had the pimp hand. He was strong. Uh but yeah, we were thinking about that as a skit for 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 the beginning yeah, of the, yeah, Batman
1: the just just a lot of love and respect at this point it's for the, the man and
0: his work because yeah. he, he again he was a huge pop culture. Uh, figure and we lived at, you know he's part of the building blocks of us living in the nerd ascendant
1: world of all of these things. And he very much lived for the pleasure of the fans, right now he was uh, this is post he it, this was in the 80 s and he was in outfit. he would still cons. show up and
0: do things I don't know if it cons, uh, but he did do signings and things in the suit in the suit and uh, th- after he died, uh, very uh this touched me. I don't know why it touched me. um I was on imager. And just, you know, looking very, you know, I, I kind of do that at night just to like pass the time. And this guy put up a, a photo and it's him. It's like 19, he says, I think this is 1984, 1985. I, got, I go to a signing where I get to meet Adam West. And, you know, he said, I was a kid then, so he was like five, six. And there he is, Adam West is signing something for it. And he says, I went up to Adam West. I, you know, he signed a photo for me. And I said, I love you, Batman. And he said, well, I love you too. <laughs> And, you know and you never heard about like he had gone i think he had internalized and gone through whatever it was uh to come to terms mm-hmm. with the fame and with everything you know which brings us to the fact that you know as as someone as part of pop culture he had accrued a lot of uh let's just say wisdom he had accrued a lot of a, a lot of knowledge over the years and as a tribute to Adam West um I had a subscription back when magazines were still a thing, kids. Yes, there were these paper objects many, many years ago. You may not recognize them. uh, Called magazines to all the people who under the age of 30 out there. And uh, Esquire magazine had a special issue, which was essentially, uh, I believe Christopher was still alive. Uh, Linda Carter. Linda Carter.
1: It was a superhero. Uh, it was a, yeah, like, special. and they had,
0: uh, the Jack Nicholson was on the cover. Yeah. Obviously, he's the bigger star of them. Well, but also, in, in, in what they called their What I've Learned interview. Which is a regular segment. And, and it was uh, Adam West. And, uh, I've always found it hilarious. I've always found it insightful. And, uh, to that end, uh, I would like to, uh, read to everyone, uh, The What I've Learned interview with Adam West, and I, since you're going to do it anyway, I'm reading it in Adam West's voice, so here we go. Johnny Walker read, and make it a double. I hate to disillusion you, but the Batmobile went only 32 miles an hour. I grew up on a ranch in Walla Walla, Washington, except for one lawyer. I don't remember anyone in my family being anything else but ranchers. It's been almost, I've been almost everywhere, but I've never been to the steppes of Latvia. It's something I've always wanted to do. I heard there's a yak milking contest there. The person I met who's most impressed me, that would have to be either Lenny Bruce or the Pope. Oh, the Pope wasn't the current guy. It was Pope Paul. I was in Europe, and a few of us from the entertainment industry got this invitation. There was Marcello Mastriani... And Claudia Cardinale and all those people. And Adam West. I wondered why the hell was I invited. Suddenly it was my turn to go up and kiss his ring. He stuck out his ring hand. But I couldn't kiss his ring because I was so damn hungover. I thought if I leaned over I'd fall into his lap. What impressed me was that he looked up at me and he said, Oh, Senor West, ah, uh, Pipistrello, I love Pipistrello. Suddenly he's speaking English rapidly and he's saying, I've seen all your shows every episode. In Italian, pipistrello means the flying mouse. I'm not too happy to tell you that. The word that worries me is frail. I don't want to be frail. And if I am, I hope to hell my intellect will take over and I'll find some kind of joy and a way to contribute, which is what Christopher Reeve is all about. Getting to the truth and acting is savoring everything that's not said. The night our first episode aired on ABC, Hi Diddle Riddle, I stopped at the market on my way home. I thought, tonight I'll just want to be alone. I'll stop, get a steak and a six-pack, whatever, then go home and watch the debut of the show. As I walked through the checkout line, I heard people saying, come on, come on, hurry up, Batman's coming on. And I said to myself, goodbye anonymity. I didn't dwell on it, because I'd asked for it. I was a little bitter when I realized Batman caused me to lose a lot of roles afterwards. There was a lot of booze and so on. But then I said to myself, hey kid, how many actors get to create a character that's enduring because it's part of pop culture? How many actors become an icon? I mean, I should be damn grateful. Acting can be a lonely profession when you have no stage and no camera. It's important to consider the amount of trash that we generate. What are we going to do about it? I don't know. I was in Italy, and the Arno was filthy. There was trash everywhere in Florence. You see it in Yugoslavia and South America and Mexico. I'm not demeaning those people at all, but we've got to somehow get together and say, hey, let's not trash our planet. Maybe we could find some way to send barges of trash to the sun and incinerate it all. Hey, it's an idea. It's an idea. Now, if we could just figure out how to make the fuel to get to the sun. There was a feature in my local newspaper. Which celebrity would you like to see in public office in Idaho? The list included people who live there, or have a home there, Arnold, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Hanks, a few others, and Adam West. And I won! Handedly! So take that, Arnold! There was no blood in Batman, and nobody ever got injured. Except in the making of it. Anything that triggers good memories can't be all bad. Listen. Listen. Listen! Occasionally we do have Batman conventions like the Trekkies. People turn out by the thousands. Do you know how rewarding it is to receive the warmth of these people? I've never been sad or depressed or disappointed or angry with the fact that I didn't do the new Batman movies for the really big money. No regrets. If you have some wit, a sense of irony, it'll get you through, really. That was what Batman was all about. Irony. A theater of the absurd that kids could believe in. And as you got older, you realized the humor. Wisdom is knowing when to shut the fuck up.
2: Dude.
0: I've uh, I've always loved that little interview. Uh, so many little, little bits. Meeting the Pope. Uh, the fact that he... <laughs> I always, I I love that whole part where he, he he keeps mentioning and me Adam West. You know, I I
1: feel (laughs) that, um, it it's, you know, like my, my childhood's, you know, it's like a death of your childhood in some sense. Right. You know, I mean, and I'm being really serious here. I
0: I understand because look at, look at the past couple of years. I mean, I used to say the two thousands was where, uh, my childhood went to go and die an ignoble death because there were there were some deaths that I was going like oh so and so died and it was like it was a strange death or a terrible or something some someone's career something came out about them like like we mentioned Reeve. like like Bill no I'm thinking more of like disgrace like a Bill Cosby oh well. or you know things where it's like so oh, that actor this thing and it's like oh it's so I've ugly. never
2: look at Jell-O the same <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um <laughs> But it was a mistrial. Let's not let's <laughs> not get into that. Um, but there is this innocent sort of innocent till proven guilty. All right, okay. And so with with West though, there's this such an outpouring of good feeling for the man that you can't help but be you know saddened by his passing. Even though it was a long, pretty rich life. You know, you said it was 88 yeah, when he died, yeah. and he was really important um, to the world of fanboys. Um because let's uh, I I said this before and I'll repeat it. People forget Batman was not doing well in the comics world at that time. There were I, I've heard I've read multiple sources that said, well, you know, maybe they were getting close to canceling.
1: And it was why, why, the show. Why is that?
0: Sales. Comics uh, were,
1: talking, were this, that's we're talking about Silver Age.
0: Yeah, sales of his of his of the books were not good. It was the it was the show. Maligned by a lot of Batman fans, that really saved Batman. And on that level alone, you gotta you gotta give it up to the show and give it up to the man who was the who was the key part in making it what it was. Because um, I actually have seen test footage of a different duo playing Batman um and Robin, who was I believe it was the guy I want to say it was the actor who played Batman.
1: Yes. test footage of someone else playing test footage
0: of I believe it's the actor who played Steve Trevor on the Linda Carter show. Oh god. <laughs> and it's a diff- and it, let me tell you how how big of a test thing it was. The bat symbol does not have the yellow oval around it. Yeah. B- uh, both in Adam West and-, and they play the same dialogue, same scene. But you, when you see the di- and the and the other part is the guy who's who's uh, Batman physically He's much closer to the comics. And look-wise, he's much closer to the comics. He's a square-jawed, good-looking guy. Not saying Adam West was ugly, but, you know, he he had that, again, that square-jawed hero thing. But when you see how West delivers his lines and talks about his stuff, it's so much more... Who who was the... uh, Oh, you have it? Uh, uh, Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner. Yes. And it's just completely different. You see that... West just has something that Lau well, Wagner doesn't,
1: and it's no and it's no. He's offense. Very swaggery. He's got that, D, uh, that Dino quality about him. Yeah, the hair
0: is perfect yeah. and everything, and he looks good in the suit.
1: He, he looks great. <laughs> he does really look good in the suit,
0: but that's not what the Batman show was about. You know, it's not what the Batman show was about, and you know even well, not
1: not the six
0: not not the, the sixty six version. He, yeah, you know, and you know again, it worked because West. was a big part of making it work and
1: what is it about ascots seriously (laughs) you know the, the uh these um
0: you're a billionaire playboy you can afford to have whatever you want who's gonna are you gonna tell are you gonna tell bruce wayne no he's wearing an ascot come on and you know that even fits in with west again just the general vibe that he had you could say it's like yeah that's a man that can pull off an ascot i could say at in his 80s he could probably still pull off the ascot no no problem no problem Uh, But, you know, West was a very important uh, figure in the world of fanboys, Uh, and even though it's taken us a while to get around to, um, you know, tackling the subject, I felt that, you know, we kind of had to, um, he was just too large. And so, a moment of silence for the great Adam West.
1: You should have okay, getting- said bat silence.
2: <sighs>
1: no, 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 no. It was. It's apropos. <sighs> My size, ladies and gentlemen. A hey, moment My of size. bat silence <laughs> for our Cape Crusader. Stop. Stop. <laughs>
2: We will do an edit one one of these days of all of Miguel's uh, sighs, uh, exhales. Yeah, because we'll just splice them all together. It,
0: that that'll be the last show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that'll just be the last show. What happened?
0: That'll that'll be the the death rattle of to be continued. A fanboy podcast. Now
1: on to our next story.
0: On our next story, uh, you know, again, so many things going on that were big. The death of Adam West being a big one. Anyone who's been paying attention to the world of fanboy news for the past, you know, what two weeks right now? yeah has yeah. known that uh there's some trouble in the land of Lucasfilm, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and uh you know
2: uh, oh <laughs> no i'm i'm ready I'm all right ready. john have you been paying
0: attention did you know what we're going to talk
2: about no i have no idea
1: so <laughs> let's 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 just go back all right um i don't know if you have you ever seen lego the movie
2: Okay, a so Lego the movie.
1: Lego, Lego the movie was directed by um, uh, Chris Lord and no, uh, Chris uh, Chris Miller and Phil Chris Lord. Chris Miller and Phil Lord, right? Yes. Um, which... Who had
0: been who had been a kind of um, bopping around in various projects, especially with the Lego and animated things uh, for years, and getting really good um, reception. Re- reception for them. Now they weren't like gigantic things, but if you were a parent who watched some of these uh, computer animated Lego films. A lot of people were saying, well, "Wow, there's, they're really sharp. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's not just like and I can thereby, watch with my them kids." Thereby them being
1: considered as a hot, uh, a um, hot directorial Batman. duo, and
0: and it was the Lego movie that really put yeah. them over the top. Mm-hmm. That made did people they do show do Lego Batman. No, but no, they they, there not. would be no Lego Batman without the right. Lego movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and
1: they were tapped into directing the Han Solo. Well, um,
0: let's 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 get the full. Okay, they originally right. were tapped. To break the story, produce and possibly direct the Flash film for Wo- Warner Brothers. Okay. And as we know, as we know, Lucasfilm, you know, through Disney, has brought Star Wars back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the biggest things it's for a, many many, many years. It's a post
1: Ray universe at this point. Exactly.
0: And what you know, Lawrence Kasdan, who was the um, uh, who, who one was of the, the screenplay who writers, gave us the
1: greatest. I'm sorry. Yeah, wrote the, wrote the greatest, greatest Star, Star Wars, Wars film movie of all, of all time, time. time. Yes, Empire yes, yes. Strikes Back.
0: And uh, you know, a longtime uh, uh, collaborator with George Lucas on things, a director in his own right, of of, of some some fantastic films, uh, Silverado, one of my favorites, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, y- you know, The Big Chill, uh, respected screenplay writer, and he kind of, in being brought back to do The Force Awakens, kind of had this chit as like, I'll do that for you, but what I want
3: mm-hmm.
0: is, I want and I want to do the Han Solo origin film. And so the script is written, him and his son, um, uh, Jake Kasdan, uh, uh wrote it. And then, in looking for directors, they kind of poached Lord and Miller uh, from the Flash movie. Um, and I'm not even sure if I'm 100% correct on that. I, I think it, but I, I, I don't think it was like a. They, they gave the finger to WB, but I think it was like, okay, we're doing this, but uh, we got this other offer that we kind of have to do. And so they went off from Flash and. Started working on this Han Solo film, which has been shooting for quite From some beginning, time. Beginning
1: of the year. And they the, were th- the famous photo at this point is, um, and this is what you're looking at here, is the, the, the cast. You have Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Alden Aaron Ar- Reich, who is uh, fresh out of the, 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 the Caesar movie. Right, Hail Caesar, um, yeah. Uh, a childish Gambino himself, um, Donald Glover. As Lando. As Lando Calrissian, and someone else playing uh, uh, the new Chewbacca. And another actress are there. I, I forget who, where she's from. So Woody Harrison. So now that was, hey, you know we're happy. This is this is the yeah, crew. Yeah, and you know, we were and hearing. We
0: weren't really hearing it's like all Firefly. that. We weren't we, we weren't hearing all that much. It was approaching. They were three weeks from stopping, the principal photography. Mm-hmm. Right, and then suddenly you. I remember that. I remember it well. You sent me this text, and it's like, Lord Miller are 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 off the Han Solo film. And it's like, what?
3: <laughs>
0: and suddenly it's we get all of this information right. out about it, what's going on, why, why there was this break. Uh, things go into a tailspin for a while. And then we get an announcement that Ron Howard is being brought on to direct
1: it to write the ship. Well, I, I actually texted you. Opie Cunningham is Opie, is, is Opie Cunningham.
0: <laughs> and so now we're left with this very strange set of circumstances that more things, that there was this drip, this rolling disclosure of, of stuff. And there's a lot of he said, he said they, they, kind of stuff going on because we're not. We are in the wake the of a lot of the
1: go- of, of gossip, the cha- rumor. Gossip not- and rumors of what's going on. Um, like, for example, the um, they were fired. They didn't leave. Lord and Miller were fired um, because due to creative differences, whatever the hell that means.
0: Which, some, which actually, this seems to be the, the one time where that does seem to be like 100% the reason. Like, it's not a BS reason. Right. It seems to be the actual reason. And it does still raise a lot of questions because Lord and Miller are known for a very improvisational style on set. And Lawrence Kasdan, as a filmmaker, is the opposite. He's like, it is written on the page, transfer it from the page to the screen as as intact as possible. And, and yet, they were chosen. Kasdan was in on the decision to bring them aboard. Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm... This These things don't happen, you don't just call up two guys that, that are, you know, oh, they just did a good film and it's like, hey, want to come do a Star Wars movie? Yeah, no problem. Okay, show up tomorrow. No, there are negotiations, there are parameters. Yeah, the Lucasfilm been... Star Wars universe mm-hmm. is a gigantic thing with all of these plates in the air. So I refuse to believe that it was just like, a, yeah, do whatever you want. No, they had to have a serious talk about This is the type of film we want. This is how we want it to be projected. We hopefully that when it comes out, this is this is what our advertising wants to be and on and on and on and on. So what we hear is essentially from once one side of the story is that uh, Lord and Miller essentially were doing a lot of improvisation that the dailies were coming back in which the film seemed to be. And again, I'm not saying this is all true. I'm saying this is what has been out there, Mm. you know, at this point. That the dailies were coming back. That it seemed that the film was being uh, had a much stronger comedic tone, and that Kazan just was not very happy with again this improvisation going on. That they they weren't working as hard as possible. That there was this like well, at one p.m. things still hadn't you know things still weren't you know on set yet. They were it's only they still, were supposed to do fifteen uh, setups a day for uh for you know Kathleen Kennedy says I want fifteen uh shot setups a day do you know these they are on schedules. And they were only doing like three, and essentially one version of the story we
1: have is that the star himself, Alden Alden um, approached was the one who sort of broke broke the news and saying that, hey, you know, I don't think this is working out. Went
0: up to the hires up, and, and and understand if that is if that is so, and again we again we're talking rumor here. We don't have inside sources. Right, we're just talking about what's out there. If that's true, it's totally understandable. He is not a gigantic name. No. This is his big coming out party, you know, as a star, as a as a leading man, and it's gonna, you know, that's what's gonna reverberate through your career
1: forever. Speaking of which, um, now is that rumor that there they've they, there was an acting coach? For all okay, the let me right? clear
0: let me clear that up for you, Adam. Okay. Uh,
1: all right. Acting
0: coaches being hired for films is actually not uncommon. Here's where it's interesting in this case, though. Just like everything else, it's so late in the game. yeah it's to replace these well, to replace these directors to bring in an acting coach to change all that it you know whatever blame and there's a lot of fans who want to blame Lord Miller like ah, they managed to make it too comedic ah they didn't listen to Ke- the, to the Kathleen Kennedy. there is something to be said about well, shouldn't that have been all of these issues are also somewhat on the Lucasfilm side. It's like you didn't know that this was these uh, these two guys that this is their process. They use a lot of improvisation that they're known for comedy. You know, what were you expecting from them? And if you didn't like it, why didn't you why don't you put your foot down earlier and then not have to have the production go into a tailspin this late? Bring in another director, try and salvage, get involved in the whole Issues of the Directors Guild and who gets rights. You know, we have to put more time into shooting because we got. It. We, yeah, we we can't give them. Uh, you know, uh, directors credit because they shot a certain amount. All so, of these issues would have been better to handle much earlier, and not three weeks until the end here's of um, principal photography.
1: Here's a timeline of when be when production began. Production began February twentieth, two thousand seventeen, with a release date. Of May twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, so that's a little bit. Uh, that's a year and and uh, February, March, April, May, uh, and four months. A year and four months. Where right now it's already been uh, four, um, five months, right? And are they still? And that's a big question. Are they still going to hold that uh, that original that release date? Exactly. And at this point, you know the speculation is, no, that's not going to happen. Who knows? Well, who, who who have they brought on? They brought on Ron Howard, and I know a lot of people
0: are not like super excited about that because Howard's hasn't okay. had a
1: spectacular run of films recently. Rumor number two. Okay, rumor number two. That when it was announced that Ron Howard is taking production, that the that the staff went. And- okay, that rumor actually is this has actually also been clarified. People were like,
0: "Oh, the the the, the, the crew cheered because Lord Miller got fired." That's not what happened. Okay, what happened was. They had that. you got to understand, these are these people's jobs. Yeah. They've been working hard on this film for a long time. Now it's suddenly like, is this, is it going to get completed? Is it not? You know, you, you're invested. You know, you work on this, whether you're craft services or, you know, you're the guys doing the CGI. You're invested in this. And so, essentially, when they had a meeting for the crew and they announced Ron Howard, the clapping was for that. Not that they got fired, but that, mm. who are we getting? Oh, my God, we're getting a good pro- Uh, Someone who has a relationship with Lucas and Lucasfilm, you know, if anyone can can write this ship, it's a veteran like Ron Howard. Uh, So, yeah, it wasn't so much. Oh, Phil Lord and Lord Miller were disdained by their crew. It was more, okay, thank God someone is here to 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 shape this. Take the reins. Exactly. And I mean,
1: I'm just worried for Mike Khaleesi.
3: <laughs> Amelia
0: That's Clark. all that matters. You just want to make sure that Ron Howard doesn't cut her out or anything. You don't. You don't want. You don't want Ron to sub his daughter in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you know, grants. I listen. I have respect for for Bryce Dallas. She's a, she's a cutie. She's a cutie. My, key, my my Khaleesi
2: <laughs> gets a final
1: word. Okay. Same you thing. screw with my Khaleesi. <laughs> <You> I
2: <I've> watched, <laughs> watched a terrible Ron uh, rom com just cuz she was just cuz she was in it right Or
1: oh, the one with the um uh, whatever that's the paraplegic. the paraplegic
0: yeah uh but so now <laughs> we've got so now what we've got here is a situation where i think there's a hell of a book that is going to be written about the post disney buyout of star wars because
1: you know i think matter. this is interesting
0: i think this is interesting ed think about this the films so far and we only have two Right, we have got the Force Awakens, we got Rogue One, and then it looks like you know, there's been no word about any problems with the Last Jedi. Everyone's really excited. So, as as a as a franchise, Star Wars is knocking that out of the park. Still, Rogue s- one was still, dope. still, yeah, exactly. However, it's interesting that I think it's only because they've been so financially successful that the truth is it's been kind of a rocky road behind the scenes with Star Wars at Disney. Uh, for one, Disney originally wanted a much earlier release date for The Force Awakens than J.J. Abrams was willing to do. He talked them out of that. You had the hiring and firing of Josh Trank for that Boba Fett bounty hunters film. You had the reshoots and massive reshoots and bringing in Tony Gilroy and stuff to uh, work on Rogue One. And now we have this situation. So it's very interesting. And that also ever-
1: you're forgetting Lucas telling telling... Um- a guy um, who wanted his autograph to get a job. <laughs> okay, whatever. Any hoo-ha. This is true. Any hoo-ha. Any ha
0: I'm just saying that it's not been this like, oh, they have everything mapped out and it's worked out well. There actually has been a lot of contentions behind the scenes. And you have to – and it it poses the question to me is –
1: who the At, Phantom Menace is? It's it's <laughs> Lucas. It's George. George is a Phantom Menace.
0: Anywho, <laughs> no, but it raises the question about uh, Kathleen Kennedy's stewardship, because I, on the one hand you have the fact that these things happened, but on the other hand you have that she's righted the ship each time. This is that each time these problems such have a occurred. It's a nonsensical
1: argument because Kathleen has been. Um she's been the driving force for Look, there's no a doubt. generation I'm worth not, of movies.
0: I'm not saying you know? I'm not saying to fire I, that's not my point is not I'm right. saying that there are two sides. On the one hand there are, these problems occurred mm. and some of them you should have seen coming. Gareth Edwards said, I want to make a dark war film it's and also then very, they go in there and it's like, it's well also let's rejigger this because to make it more stuff. It's Wars also very
1: here. difficult because it's it's fan trolling one oh uh, one, right? It's fan trolling in um, you know, we're in the midst of a fan trolling war and stuff is, like, just... There's a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of sides. But I'm again. My point is this: is that you're
2: saying there, there's some things that could have been prevented with a little. more Exactly. Maybe. Maybe with like maybe what you said with those the two directors that are into improv and getting uh, they knew that competed. this was
0: this was known. So it and was then for
2: that to be a problem later is sort of like well why did you, you kind hire of let that yeah, you yeah, gave yeah.
0: them enough rope to hang right. themselves with why would you do that given the stakes given the money and the prestige and all the stuff that's on the line and. Let's see where you're coming from. And then, but but the other half is she has righted, righted the ship each time. Uh, but I, I do think it's, and it, like I said, there's a, a the book to be written about the behind the scenes stuff. Is And, you know, to put this on Lord Miller, I think it's interesting that with Rogue One, you basically had those reshoots and Tony Gilroy coming in and Gareth Edwards played ball. Gareth Edwards basically said, yo, oh, this is not what you want. I'm working for you guys. Okay. I'm fine with I'm fine with the changes. I'm fine with the the edits. Blah blah blah. I'm fine with the reshoots. Lord and Miller essentially were saying, No man, this is our film. You brought us in to do this. And no, we don't we don't want you to bring in somebody else to to reshoot this. We don't want to bring in, uh, you know, have daddy hold our hand. You you brought us in to do a job, let us do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there're two sides to it that it, story. it
1: is um yeah, t- uh, too many dicks as if I quote, <laughs> if I quote a flight of the concords. Too many too many dicks, you know. Dance floor. And this is actually a professional problem when there's way too many um too many problem. chefs, right? So and Kazan is—he's how old is he? He's—he's he's pretty much up there. He's yeah—he's—he's—he's—he was old edge. when he was doing
0: Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake, uh, Lawrence Kazan actually is one of those dudes who looks like he was born 43. Put it this way—he was—he
1: was Lucas's if I re, if I
0: recall—he was Lucas's film teacher, film school teacher. Uh, was he? I, I don't want to say no? uh, that was uh, that was Irving Kirshner was his oh, professor right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, at, at, at USC. Um, but in in any case, there's a book to be written here. Yeah.
1: Well, but also, it, you know, again, let's bring it up to what it could be, what the potential is. Ron Howard is now in the seat. Right. What are we going to get? What are we going to get?
0: Right. And and I I have faith in, in him as as a director, but I understand when someone says hey, he hasn't really knocked it out of the park. That said, Rush was not that long ago, and Rush is an amazing movie. Now, In the Heart of the Sea is Ponderous, the whale film. It wasn't For that great. For a
2: second, I thought you were saying, like, Rush... Rush the band. The band that we like. <laughs> we like yeah. Wow, you're finally admitting they're good.
0: <laughs> I have always Getty Lee, forgive me. Getty Lee, forgive me.
2: Um but yeah, you know,
0: Rush is a fantastic movie. He still has it. He can still bring it. And I think that given the
1: subject matter, given his his relationship with Lucas, the relationship is what really is key here because, you know, it's he's not an outsider. This is Ron Howard who um, directed he's, Willow. He's got yeah, he's got the connection with uh, with George and and Spielberg and he, I'm sure he. Um, and he's a he's pro's pro. What? He's a pro's pro. He's a proven veteran director. And now, that said, and I did say, <laughs> what if Winkler shows up and all of a sudden he's like, you know, Snoke? What the now, fuck? I am Snoke. <laughs> I'm doing veteran. it. I'm doing an elderly, doing a, doing elderly, elderly Winkler.
0: Uh, I said that he should be Han Solo's uh, dad. But he should do it. He <laughs> yes, should do it all Fonzie right. style.
1: <laughs> but that's just that's just hey, me. That's must my personal thing. Listen, if you want to go to the academy, you go to the academy. Maybe, <laughs> it's
0: like, you know, it's like, well, it's like uh, well, well, you know. Certainly, we know that uh, Papa Papa Solo would be able to start the Millennium Falcon just by just hitting by the hitting it. <laughs> but uh, but you know it is. You you it is a question of. Oh my God! You just my brain just exploded <laughs> twice. <today. Hey.
3: laughs>
0: Okay, um, but yeah, what are what are what are we gonna get? I don't I don't know exactly what the flavor will be if it's gonna be more serious because that was seemed to be the complaint about Lord Miller being too improvisational
1: and sort are of. Are we making gonna the see char- Tom Hanks in the, in the franchise at some time in the future? Who knows? Who knows? Wilson. I don't. Th- we already have Woody Woodie Harrelson in in the franchise.
0: This is true as as you know some sort of mentor type character yeah. probably, but yeah, uh, you know. if this is where we are right now, and it also will probably affect other things because we've got D twenty three coming up, um, Comic Con, and all these other other things. What are they going to do for we're that? we are getting
1: now? a trailer. Oh my God, we're getting a trailer that's coming up too.
0: Yeah, for, July twenty for, second. But know. that's uh, so, and that's the question: is will they will they maybe start to really push? Because they were going to do it anyway. Because obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Jedi is coming up in Christmas. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think that given that they. Probably were hoping that principal photography would be done. Maybe they would have something to show us from the Han Solo movie. I think that's all out. They have to. I qu- think. I think. Yeah. They do
1: have to calm the fanboys down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, but the question that, is, yeah, how would they do out it? A fire.
0: Will, will they? Will they do it by simply throwing out more uh, Last Jedi stuff to say, forget about Han Solo? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> things will take. That mind trickery. <laughs> 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 Doesn't always work on everyone. It only works on the Who weak-minded? loves t-shirts, everyone? <laughs> exactly.
3: <You> know, right. <laughs> oh,
0: t-shirt cannons. <laughs> t-shirt cannons. <laughs> they're, gonna have, they're gonna have Daisy Ridley just go, you know, hand out kisses. That's about the Yeah, <laughs> That is. might be what they have to do. But yeah, you know, it's a big story, and you know, we had to cover it. And you know, w- we don't know where it's gonna go, but I'm sure in the next few months we're gonna hear a lot more about Ron Ron Howard's, you know, time uh in the Han Solo uh four. Now, other also in the news, this was just
1: was it yesterday it dropped? Ed? Yeah, yesterday it dropped. Okay, it's funny. Here, here he are your notes, Miguel. Marvel and Humans IMAX trailer drops. Dot, 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 and no one's happy about it. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it's
0: look. Now,
1: wait, hold. I don't. I wouldn't say that no one, no one. I, I saw some of the, the some the, positive the, reviews. The, 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 the trolling and people were like, "Yeah, man, you know this looks great. I'm excited," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, you go watch your Flash." <laughs> look, um. The same Marvels who- and humans
0: essentially is uh, to give a background. The Inhumans are from Marvel. They were created by uh, uh, Kirby and Lee, and they were in the Fantastic Four. And Kirby seems to seem to have this through line of a lot of the things that he came up with, which was the kind of the ancient aliens idea—the idea of aliens coming to Earth and messing with human genetics. It's in the Eternals. It's uh, it's it, X-Men. it's it's uh, well, no, not not so what? much X Men. It's in the Eternals. It's in uh, inhumans celestials uh so inel- yeah that's uh, that's celestial that's all the yeah. wrapped up in the eternals right. and stuff and so essentially the inhumans are the society of superpowered beings who were bred by an alien race called the kree and then their culture has this thing where they use this mutagen called the terigen mists that gives
1: each individual a you mean the kree that's been mentioned in Guardians of the Galaxies <laughs> yes the of course of the kree yes okay <laughs> okay uh but the uh the
0: the idea is that they, the society develops along these lines where they had these worker drone race, and then you had like the elites who had like again the the other inhumans who had powers and stuff, and they're a royal society. They have a uh, they have a ruler who's
1: Black Bolt who is a king, and it's all this intrigue and already I'm sighing because. Uh... What? Black Well, because of the, the appearance of, um, uh, of of what we saw in the trailer. Yeah, well,
0: if this goes back, it honestly, it goes back to that first look, remember, that they put out of them in the costumes. And the Inhumans are very, they're very funky looking. I'm going
1: to put this on for John, but go on. They're, I think
0: I saw the picture. They're very funky. And... I can understand in adapting them having Earth, their tone Earth, stuff Wind down. And
1: fire, <laughs> Earth, Wind, and fire look way more spacey than 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 what we got. Let me put it this way: in we um uh the uh the, the the lead the
0: leader of Kiss, Gene Simmons, uh the costuming of the demon is very much inspired by Black Bolt of uh, by Jack Kirby, it was absolutely fantastic. Is
2: that true? Yes, that's, he has the wings and all the rest in the boots. It, it, you, you know th- what? They look like the, the people that would live on Krypton, even though that's a decent. Well, it's it's ABC. It looks
1: like the same people who. Well, uh, now this is what I understand. The showrunner for these guys and. It's the Iron same Fist, showrunner for own, Iron Fist, Scott you're Buck. Seeing, yes. right?
0: Now, I was. Lord I, I too, Bolton. So let me. Yeah, let me right, just, he's like Lord Bolton. Right? Like, let me, Bolton. let me bring this back here to our Iron Fist review that John and I did on the show, which was I gave Scott Buck. A lot of slack, even though I was like, "It's not necessarily his fault." It you was rushed.
2: More than the five episode test. Yeah, but but
0: more than that, it was just like, "Okay, maybe it's not his fault that Iron Fist was so lackluster." Even though Ed here was the one that warned me before and said, "Dude, uh, he took over Dexter, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't pretty." So, in seeing that first look, we were all like, "Ugh, what's this? What is this going to look like? It looks very chintzy." And then this trailer
1: drops. Dude,
2: we got. Uh by Did the way, you the 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 the, uh, the Mike Tyson tattoo face. <laughs>
1: so so I'm just uh, John is watching this right now. Like he's, okay? he's looking I at have the trailer I right? down. Uh, just just to give you a background understanding, Black Bolt, he doesn't talk. Why? Because when he speaks, it's like unleashing he has a nuclear, a nuclear force, force. force just from his voice. So if one whisper, he'll he'll he
0: blow. can destroy a, a city or whatever, right? And he's he's very powerful because of that.
1: And he's got a he's got a huge. Um, uh, um, Lockjaw is a—he's an oversized. Lock, I'm not. You know what? Lockjaw. Over the art. years, they've been back and forth. Lockjaw. Sometimes Same in good. the comics, they've been
0: like, he's a—he's an inhuman. He was a human being mutated into that. And sometimes like, nah, he's a dog. I don't know what's going on. In any
3: case,
0: <laughs> I honestly don't. Now, there was actually a really great story from the Fantastic Four where there was Ben Grimm starts talking to Lockjaw. And Lockjaw reveals is like ah uh, yeah Lockjaw is telepathic. I don't know if he's telepathic or so, I'm trying to remember. But I, in the story, Lockjaw talks to him, and he's never talked to anyone. <laughs> and he only talks to Ben Grimm. <laughs> and he starts talking I about like this. And he starts talking to Ben Grimm. It's like ah oh, we're kind of the same, you know. We're we're grotesque creatures and blah blah blah. And then years later, I think maybe decades later, Peter David in X Factor because he had brought Quicksilver into X Factor. And Quicksilver reveals that uh, actually, me, me, and Karnak were pulling a we're pulling a joke on Ben Grimm. We just used the antenna that lacho has to like project a voice. We're oh, just really? effing with them, yeah,
1: <laughs> to mess with them. Uh,
0: again, so that's what I'm saying. It's been back and oh, forth. That's it's like, because, and they said, like, why do, would you think that he was an inhuman, a human being mutated? It's like they treat him like a dog. Why would a human being with human intelligence allow themselves to be treated like a dog? In any case. The trailer dropped. I let you know about the trailer, and I, I was I like, it, "It was
1: like it's kind of suboptimal." Well, it's it's obvious that what they were trying to accomplish is like a Game of Thrones type of thing. It's a family in, a fat with family intrigue and, and royalty, royalty, rulers,
0: and that's what it sh- ideally it's should no accent that,
1: that Bolton, Bolton Ramsey is, you know, he's the most notable of, of the of these actors. Oh yeah, of, you know, uh, and. But I did say, I said, um, prior to the trailer dropping, because of production stills, people taking photos, like, um, yeah, that actually looks like Crystal. And it is to some extent, it still looks like Crystal. Crystal is um, married, Her, was married what they did with Johnny What Storm. they did
0: with Crystal's hair is it, the best freaking thing in that trailer. <laughs> and I don't like, you know what, Ed, I, I, as, I don't like to just put out this acrimony and this sort of, like, fanboy entitlement you know think cuz i don't like it when i see it online but th- when you consider the amount of money that marvel's rolling in when you consider what it would require to really realize these characters it was a, such a misstep to say that it has to be tv um not giving and what's crazy is i have you know i've read per episode this is only going to be eight, eight episodes long per episode it's got a bigger It apparently has supposed to have a bigger budget than any of their other television offerings per episode. But you look at these sets which look like just
1: bare like well, it's studios. Not, it's clearly um, it rides off of um, and is it considered the spin-off of Agents of Agents Shield? Shield? I
0: because I don't Agents know about the because, it, because was actually they talked about how hole. they're not going to cross over. You're not what? To, you're not going to see which tells you something about Holy how they maybe cow. think which maybe tells you what they th- really
1: think of the Agents of Shield show. Jeez. In any in any event, which is kind of weird because Shield uh, Shield already has go- uh, Ghost Rider, right? And they, but more importantly,
0: Shield was dealing with the Inhumans. Yes, for like two or three seasons. Yeah, one, uh,
1: because one of them, uh, what's her face, Sky, or you don't even know what her name. Whatever is. Whatever name, Chloe Bennett. Yeah, Chloe Bennett. She's an Inhuman.
0: She's an Inhuman. They were they were introducing that concept, and the idea here is essentially is that these the these Inhumans are the separate Inhumans that have been living on the moon. All right, they may not even be aware of, of the storyline on Agents of the Shield, in which these people are developing powers, and this mutagen, the Terrigen Mist, had been spread all over the world, and that's why people are getting powers. I just think that it it it's so it doesn't look good. It just looks very cheap. It looks very chintzy, and I'm willing to have my mind change. They actually filmed this in IMAX, and it's going to be released. Um, there's, go- they're going to have, like, a premiere in IMAX really?
1: theaters. Is it me, or is it the trailer doesn't have the... Um, there's no CG, because Medusa's hair doesn't even move. That's what I'm saying. Well, the
0: most CG is, is Lockjaw that you see in yeah. the transportation. But her hair doesn't move. Gorgon doesn't have yeah, his Yeah, John, wombs. her hair should
1: be able to, to move and grab things. That's.
0: And, and, and this is what I'm saying. This con- The concept needs to be done at a higher level than this. Because it's very there are a lot of out there ideas. The fact that your lead character, the leader character, yeah, and where did you
1: say where he's from?
0: Uh, Anson Anson Mount from uh, uh, Hell on Wheels, which was on AMC. Um, So he can't speak. Often it's the dynamic of Medusa, you know, essentially interpreting what. Black Bolt means or what he says and so on and so forth. And that may sound boring to some people. But the truth is that's a very interesting, unique, and different take
1: on things. where The woman is the voice for the man. Now this is a... I just pulled up an image. Of, yeah, a a traditional a, image of what Inhumans look that's like. That's
0: what the Inhumans are supposed to be, John.
1: And this, is, uh, they, they this are, is what the humans are supposed to look like. That's Black Bolt. They're cra- yeah, that's Medusa, by the way, do you, do you see
0: now what I meant by the whole Gene Simmons thing? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, right, yeah, with yeah, the right, wings
0: right, right. and stuff? And it just, it feels like a really big misstep. And, you know, this brings me to kind of saying a lot of the same things with Lucasfilm. Maybe not at the same level, but there there have been some really interesting behind-the-scenes things that have happened at Marvel, too, that have kind of been papered over because of the success. You know, Edgar Wright leaving, uh, uh, getting out of Ant-Man. uh Kind of the you know Joss Whedon leaving uh, on terms that w- didn't seem to be necessarily the greatest, and uh, Iron Fist sort of un- being underwhelming, and you know
1: uh, uh, on and on. But and then here's another thing. Now is do you know if this TV show will have then any crossovers whatsoever? Because I think they're th-
0: just pa- I think you're, th-
1: you're you're you have
0: Infinity War coming. Right, you got the you've got Infinity War, you've got the space connection with the Kree. You know, How you could you... see you could put the you could have put the Inhumans in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You really could have. You know, you could have put the Inhumans in the Captain Marvel movie. I it just seems that once the decision was made to put this on TV rather than film, they just eh, we'll... we'll We'll, we'll let the B or C team handle
1: this. <laughs> it kind of seems like maybe that is, let's let the B or C team well, handle this. Ramsey Bolton's got a lot of work ahead of him. He, <sighs> he's, he's, The weight of the show falls it, it, th- And you're absolutely, you know what? That is another
0: <laughs> thing that is interesting is the fact that the villain, see, uh, in comics, the comics version, John, is that Black Bolt is the king of the Inhumans. His wife, Medusa, is the queen. They're the royal family. They have a bunch of these other characters or, that are surround them, sort of the elite. And then he has Black Bolt's brother, who's called Maximus the Mad. And Maximus the Mad's thing is, he's the only inhuman who doesn't have any powers. And he's always scheming to, like, you know, get the throne he's away the from his brother. Right. <laughs> and, and, but yeah, that, there's a whole, there's a really interesting dynamic. You have this woman who's the voice for the man. You've got the brother who's part of a society that has powers and he has none. There are so many other things. There's the whole fact that they're insular, that they don't want to be part of the rest of humanity and that they've always lived isolated they just, either lived in their just city so you know in the, the also that, or on the moon
1: uh black bolt along with iron man uh doctor strange um reed richards from the fantastic four namor namor they they were the they were a part the, the illuminati in the illuminati in the comics
0: powerful grouping um, and black bolt was there because not only because his personal power but again he's a king of a whole society yeah. of people with gigantic enormous powers and there was so there was so much potential there. There's so much you could do. And I got, you know, like I said, the trailer dropped and no one's happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, On to our next little uh, a bit of story. Uh, just cover it real fast because there's not much we can say about it other than what other people are saying.
3: <laughs> Go for it!
0: <laughs> Everyone has been really excited uh, to see what the Spider-Man Homecoming film was going to be—the the mix, uh, Sony and Marvel co-production bringing Spider-Man back after you know we haven't seen him um, since Civil War, and then before then there was another Spider-Man in Andrew Garfield's The Amazing Spider-Man Part Two, and so here we have Spider-Man Homecoming, as which has been described as a superhero movie with the soul of a John Hughes film. And, you know, we were all wondering what, what, what it's going to be like. And like I said, we don't have any. We haven't mm. seen it yet. We,
1: But the
0: reviews embargoes have been lifted.
1: And, Ed, you've... It's you've, pretty positive. So far what I've heard is an, it's been pretty positive. Um, I still have yet to read um, the majority of what people, of those reviewers of what they've had to say say about this. Um, right now we're in the midst of Junket Season 4, this particular movie
0: they're all over the place keaton, Every.
1: keaton has been one, <laughs> uh, in one one show after another i saw him on uh, uh i think on kimmel i saw him on um on colbert ellen uh, yeah ellen um holland is holland's everywhere the, zendaya's lot, yeah, yeah, everywhere the, plus there's a lot of like like weird cross marketing. not weird but like really interesting marketing stuff like spider-man appearing out of nowhere at, at a starbucks right yeah spider-man
0: spider-man in the NBA finals spider-man right. doing his uh, getting his driver's test they are they know that they have yeah. to get back in the good graces of the public uh, given the reaction to uh, the amazing spider-man and i'm excited for it i like tom holland in uh, in civil war you're you're a spidey fan john right what did what 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 did you take away from his appearance in civil war
2: i'm uh, i'm looking forward
0: but what did you what did you think about uh It's your first impression oh, from yeah. Civil War. Did um, you did you like him in there or or what what?
2: Yeah yeah, um, and that's why I'm looking forward because I saw the tease of him in Civil War and he, you know the the CGI was dope. Uh, the the emotive eyes mm-hmm. on the costume. And was what did, what did you
0: think of uh, of Holland himself as as Spidey?
2: I think he plays the classical Peter Parker. From, you know, the original... Like, teenager. Yeah, teenager. Yeah. Which is a key part of this yeah. film, it right. seems.
0: A- and part of the praise that it's getting. Mm-hmm. Because in it, cause I gotta tell you, Ed, uh, the...
2: He's the first real passable high schooler. That yeah, had. I mean,
0: I think Garfield... I mean, Garfield, Garfield had a look good. that he was like an older yeah, yeah. teen. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely Garfield did not look like a, a 14 or 15 year old. And I don't think he was supposed to be playing Spider-Man as a 14 or 15 year old. But, but uh, yeah. Holland looks... Like a zygote, he
1: looks like yeah. he, he's also very athletic too. He's a gymnast. Yeah, he's he, got the movement right.
0: thing down, and I he's, mean, he's as a British. film, he's, <laughs> as a, he's all British, just like Garfield.
2: Uh, Exporting our jobs, you know, took our <laughs> jobs. Uh,
0: I, I'm I'm excited. I'm happy that the, it it sounds like it's good. Uh, what I'm really happy is it sounds like Keaton really
1: knocks it out of the park.
0: And as you a know, bad what I've guy. also
1: heard is that um, I um, I, f- I forget which publication. Um, made the review, but that's um it wasn't Keaton's role is very minimal, right really yeah. M- meaning like you don't get a lot of backstory going on, but does he he take you he takes what is given to him and knocks it out of the park see, I actually have heard the opposite really
0: I've heard that there's a lot of meat on this character's bones to the point where people are saying he's totally vicious but also very sympathetic that they reveal enough of his backstory of his... Well, they, the backstory, we already kind
1: of know. He's, he's blue collarish. Yeah, I think there's more to it than even that. Now, you mentioned something about uh, the Zendaya character being his daughter. As a I don't know if that, that was something I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I, I heard, possibly. Um, again, but, we don't know because, again, the spoiler,
0: have been no spoiler reviews. I well, we haven't
1: it. seen the Shocker.
0: Right, there's, there's footage of seen, Shocker. Yeah, whoa,
1: are there other villains attached aside from Vulture?
0: Um, I think the Thinker. The Tinkerer. Really? The Tinkerer, oh, yes, I the Tinkerer. Okay. The Tinker is going to be in as the guy who uh, who as sort For of a moment. I had
1: the Mysterio. Mysterio <laughs> <in> my <head. laughs> no, no,
0: no. Uh, but, you know, and, and of course, then this this gets wrapped up into the whole what's Sony going to do with the rest of their Spider-Verse, blah, blah, blah. Just concentrating on Homecoming. I'm one of the I'm one of these guys that actually I love the first Andrew Garfield, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yes, I love that film. I don't get why it got the hate it got. I don't have a problem with the villain. I thought he was great. I thought the relationship with uh, We don't want Emma to talk Stone. about the
1: second one. We don't want to
0: And yeah, and the, and the second thing. one is just a hot it's just it's just a hot mess with a handful of really good, There's a handful of really good stuff. This is something that people don't want to admit about Amazing Spider-Man. There's a handful of some really good stuff. Good Peter Parker stuff. Their relationship. The Gwen's death is done. Yes. Amazingly and the aftermath. Um so I was I was sad to see that Garfield, series not get right. a proper ending, or not, or or even just not that. Okay, hey, it didn't work out. Let's do a co-production with Marvel, and let's bring, let's have Andrew Garfield. You know, I kind of feel sad that he didn't get to like finish that well, out or become part of the
1: MCU. Well, basically, what I'm saying, I think it's more so that RDJ because two biggest names, RDJ and and Keaton are not the are not the main focus in this movie. Nor uh, should they be. And,
0: and yes, and and that is true. That, that a lot of people were like, "Is this just going to be? Is Iron Man going to overwhelm?" Spider-Man in this film is it going to be too keyed into the M- at MCU and at the at the expense of Spider-Man as a character? And most of the reviews seem to say Iron Man's fine in it; it's mm-hmm. good, but he's not. It's not some sort of oh, Spider-Man's the junior hero sidekick to Iron Man, which some people were worried about. And you know. It felt like it was a little silly, but you never know it could have happened.
1: Now, if they decide to say it's going to be two hours worth of Aunt May, I'm all down for that at
0: this point. <laughs> well, the film, here's what's interesting to me about the film is the film has these two comebacks in it. It has Keaton, whom we, we, we've talked about before. It's not that Keaton ever like totally disappeared, but he just works so infrequently. He'll do a movie. He'll disappear for two years. You won't hear anything. He'll do another movie. You're like, ah, my Keaton's back. And he'll disappear for another two years. So I hope this is like a, a, a better like coming out for him. Um, what was that? What was that movie he was in? Um, the the, the movie about the 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 the, uh, the priest molestation cases in in Boston. Uh, Spotlight. Spotlight.
1: Which was phenomenal. A phenomenal film. So that, I'm hoping that he was that... nominated um for best actor for Birdman. For
0: Birdman, exactly. So I'm hoping that. Birdman was... Exactly, so I'm hoping that this is. We're hearing he just keeps
1: Beetlejuice sequel. Beetlejuice sequels, is, yeah. you
0: know. I'm hoping he just it's permanent. We want, we love you, Michael.
1: Well, stay, well, stay he, this time. He did say on Colbert. What was it last week? I am Batman. No, no, no. <laughs> no the he's he's uh, they they wrote the clip on Colbert. And basically, it's the battle, uh, the fairy battle. It's a battle, big CGI big thing. CGI thing with, with, with Spider-Man versus Vulture. But and you their don't, faces are covered, so yeah, you can't tell covered, who's who. But you do hear, like, okay, someone is... Some, some dialogue some, between some dialogue, them. And then, clip ends. It's like, um, so I really... I, I I think I'm Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> That's He told Colbert, tells Colbert. Um, now, this is not in your notes, but do you want to get into the whole Amy Pascal... Uh, Kevin, Kevin Feige,
0: Feige moment. I, I everyone out there knows it. Uh, but Tell the
1: story to Johnny.
0: No, well, I mean it's I and I don't want to get into it because I don't know the full nature of the deal <laughs> between Marvel and Sony. But A.M. Pascal is the head of, of of Sony. He's doing this uh, this press event with uh, Kevin Feige, who's you know the, the the you know the top cop at Marvel Studios, and
1: she starts like, kind of running her mouth about Pascal, what is by the, the way responsible uh, was running the show when during the Sony hacks, during the Sony hacks has
0: not s- seemingly not led Sony. We to don't know how glory. she's still working. We, we, well, yeah, there's like, all of these things that have happened on your tenor and you're still you're still there. Is no one else wants the job? I don't know. But she kind of <laughs> she kind of runs her mouth off about like, oh yes, they can, and our spinoff films are also part of the Marvel universe, and blah blah. And Kevin Feige just gives her like looks at her like,
1: because Johnny, <laughs> they're doing a Venom movie, right? Okay, and Venom belongs to um in the Rogues Gallery, Spider Man, and Spider Man. But it's also because it's Sony. Um, uh, they're the because the uh, the deal that basically has been worked out is that they
0: so Sony, um Sony is putting up the money Marvel's handling the creative side uh, for the Spider-Man films and Spider-Man can be in the MCU movie and then in Spider-Man films proper
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think I I'm not again I'm not 100% that this is my reading is correct but in Spider-Man films proper characters from the MCU can also interact with Spider-Man in those films. However, that's a Spider-Man film. Then you have the character, the films that are going to be based on Spider-Man supporting characters, villains, and other characters in his world. And Venom,
1: who's already been, they've casted Tom Hardy for mm-hmm. that.
0: Tom Hardy for right? Venom.
1: You know, we've got the the
0: Silver Sable and and uh and the Black Cat film. There's talk of a Mysterio solo film, and it brings up this sort of like, well, what are those? Are those going to necessarily actually be in the Marvel universe? films will they have interactions with other characters how do you handle a film like a venom or a film like a mysterio the two characters who are his enemies without,
2: Spider-Man. without having spider-man in
0: or or mentioning them or referencing them so it's a whole weird thing and i don't know if those deals were still being worked out when she ran her mouth and that's why he was like i don't know if it's essentially kevin feige's like Look, lady, you don't know how we handle because Marvel keeps a lot of things close to the vest before they reveal anything, and she's just out there like, and eh, we're gonna do this," and uh, and this character is gonna be," and "Ah, uh, we're definitely all in the same world. We're all in the same." And boat.
1: like, you know, um, I'm his, showing John the yeah. His the his face right. is kind of like his face is like, "Well, what what's going on here?" She's she's going off with
0: her I mouth. Can't, she's she, she's going off script here, definitely. And uh, yeah, you know, that's that's that you, you, we kind of we kind of had <laughs> to touch on it. With the uh, yes, you see, you see what's the look ah. on his face?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just went what? Huh? You know, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like
0: he, yeah. like he's almost like like he was I guess he was expecting like a sniper rifle shot or something.
1: <laughs> and like I I, and I I saw this and I immediately texted he's you and I was like, like Amy Pascal looks like she just she's just making up as as. Right, as, maybe, as, and and uh, I, I don't like I don't on. know
0: how someone at that level doesn't just go, like you know. Say the minimal. You don't have to. It's like it's, the event is big enough. spider Man's going to be in the Marvel Universe and, we're, you know, Marvel's handling this and it's a collaboration, blah, blah, blah. In any case, the reviews for Homecoming seem to be really, really strong. I can't wait to see it. We're going to do our review on it. Uh, you Now, what's funny about uh, in this— That is our next show. Yeah. In, our, in our little duo here, I am a big Spidey fan. And Ed has always I'm not. been very ambivalent about the character. I'm not. And Some I, I, good
1: stuff has been put out.
0: What um, now What is what is your for you? You said that
1: you don't like his villains. That that might be the biggest. I that- do not like his 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 role gallery. Nor you know what? Um, just as I am very like, same goes with Flash. I had no love for his role gallery. Same goes for Spider Man. See, I
0: I that that said
1: that that like as a kid, did I not and didn't uh, watch Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Of course, dude. I told you when early on in our in our friendship, I said (laughs) it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Iceman, Iceman and Firestar, and Spider-Man, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, ladies and gentlemen. They will make a movie. We were thinking it was going to be uh, when it happens, Tobey Maguire era. (laughs) When it yes, when it happens, Miguel. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind that you're going to go, you have powers. This will confirm (laughs) the fact that I have the ability to tell the future. Okay. Okay, when it happens. If and when it happens. You know, when it happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who would you cast
1: as Bobby? That's my... uh, Bobby and and Angelica. Okay, well, you got to go with the Tom... uh,
0: It would have to be the Tom Holland version now. So... (sighs) What else? Um... It's got to be in that age range, and you know what? You and I, we don't pay attention yeah, to true. actors that under the true. age of Very. like twenty-five.
1: Zach Efron is too old for that. For yeah, the there's no.
0: Yeah, we I don't be, yeah. I don't know who. I really don't know who, who. Who's your fire star? Who's your see? At this point, at this point, let's screw it. Let's just go. Let's just go. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for Ice Man, Arnold oh,
2: Schwarzenegger.
0: Sh- <laughs> Enough out of you.
2: <laughs> All right, I'm
0: drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. But in any case, Homecoming opens up. We're gonna do our review. I hope that Homecoming I'm,
1: comes out on the seventh.
0: I hope right, that we're gonna I, be. I enjoy it because you know I was not. I told you before I wasn't crazy about the trailers. I mm-hmm. thought the trailers. Not that I thought. No, no. Let me let me let me correct that. I liked what I saw in the trailers.
1: I thought they showed way. You've too been much. trying to steer clear from. from the Yeah, I haven't
0: watched any. I only know these through online t- people talking about right. it. But I haven't seen those. I, just spots. Know that the, I didn't watch the, the, the vulture's NBA spots. wings
1: is able to like snip the webs. That's and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you know, Michael Keaton
1: okay. can do that. You know? I'm, I'm
0: very, I, you know, look, look. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited. I hope that it, it, I hope it has a lot of surprises because, right. like I said, I didn't like the trailers showing as much as it did, and some of the reviews have said that they said. Don't worry. There are a lot of surprises. Don't. Okay. The, the, wow. the, the trailers didn't show everything. Uh,
1: ne- our next our story. Our next
0: story is, is um, uh, pretty big uh, for fans of Batman anyway who have wanted a certain type of Batman movie. Uh, director Matt Reeves, who has his uh, um, War of the Planet of the Apes coming out, which has also gotten fantastic reviews. Uh, who seems to have managed to stick that third film landing that a lot of franchises seem to have a problem with? I mean, like famously, Spider-Man Three is not considered a pretty good entry in the Raimi films, and he has been tapped to do the Batman film starring Ben Affleck.
1: And uh, does that mean Topher Grace is going to be casted as Robin? <laughs> <laughs> That's Ladies and my... gentlemen,
0: can you hear the look on my face? <laughs> can you hear the look on my face?
1: I don't know. I just felt the need to throw. To, in a throw a tofer
0: in there? <laughs> uh, but uh, Matt Reeves has basically been quoted as saying that um, this is going to be a very noir detective story version of Batman, which, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because it, it would be a, a much more unique. It's part of the character that he's the world's greatest detective. and yet in film, they have much more gone towards the action orientated and, you know, and gadgets and things aside of the character. I mean, even Nolan's films have very little of him doing. And when it's done, quite frankly, it's like to, this it's day, to this day, to this day, I have you know. to I have to ask, what was going on with that bullet shooting thing into the in, in the middle of the dark night? <laughs> I have
1: no idea where he got the fingerprints from. The he shot a bunch of. You've never had to. You've never had to analyze um, a ballistic schematics computer Compu- you know it's uh, <laughs> no, no. I, yeah I think I'll do that tomorrow <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's just it's one of those things where like it it's not a part of the character that has been given focus and yet that's more even than Batman's martial arts ability more than his money and access to all of this high technology all these gadgets it is Batman the world's greatest detective the Sherlock Holmes times 10 master of figuring crap out that's his superpower that's why he he meticulously plans things out this is why he's the guy who on the justice league is able to come up with plans to take them all out his analytical mind so to see that there's going to be a movie starring ben affleck as this you know affleck i think is 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 tremendous as batman quite frankly i really for me, I don't care what anyone says. You can say that the Dark Knight films be- are uh, are better than uh, Batman v Superman. That's fine. I'll get. Gi- I'll fine. I'll give you that. As much as I like Christian Bale as Batman, I enjoyed Affleck as Batman more. I felt that he was more in line with my just conception. Like you
1: just don't like Affleck in be- general? Be-
2: be- he's just too stoic and lifeless. You know, he's just, really. He's just too like.
1: Well, that's the whole part. That's I whole see. I, I totally disagree. I totally disagree, John. Like, we will. This will production. carry more of this discussion.
0: Really? When we do our you Batman thought that that you, in Batman v Superman, his I didn't think his line readings were at all like that. No, I think like in everything he does. You think everything? Like okay, okay. All right. That's Batman. just that's just you having an Affleck, you know, uh, uh, allergy. have
2: No kidding.
0: But but um, for you for you. Uh, Ed, what do you what do you think about the, the this, this this talking about? I'm I'm a huge, I'm a huge
1: um, uh, Sherlock Holmes fan, you know, um, and not just with the stuff that they put out with Sherlock, with with Cumberbatch, or, or with RDJ's Sherlock Holmes, but just the character of um, Arthur Conan Doyle's um, character, and you know, Batman. You know, you say a part of. Batman is him being the detective. Well, I say that, you know, because, hello, Detective Comics, that is DC Comics, right? So, right, yeah. Um, he defines um, a, a brand of superhero. Right. right? The, uh, the, the
0: human powered one, the incorrect. ones who don't, who it's about grit, gumption, and intellect, not necessarily about.
1: The Ability to do whatever, you know, so Green Lantern. I'm, in I his I'm ranks, very excited, ranks. I'm very excited for this. Uh, and that's not to say that we won't be getting an action packed uh, Bad Affleck, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're I mean, see well, that well too.
0: Looking, and looking at something like um, this that Second Planet of the Apes film, mm-hmm. the action in that film, oh, yeah, is off the charts. And um, while I've heard that this new Apes film actually, even though it has war in the title. Mm is very much more character study. I have no doubt there'll be some amazing action sequences in that as well because he, Reeves, really handles special effects well and the production design, uh, all that. So now, to see look, that in a Batman film with Affleck in in the in that great, you know, Wilkinson-Snyder uh,
1: suit, I... I, I now, now let me ask you, like, as far as detective movies go or TV shows or whatever, what is, what, what in your mind, what is gold standard detective genre? Matlock. <laughs> well what is he uh, Matt Locke we're not gonna get into that again are we
0: uh, well in the terms of like solving those sort of <laughs>
2: mysteries these yeah.
0: days in the modern world mm-hmm. I mean you've got you know
1: Columbo is L- up there with uh, Luther with with, with, right.
0: with Elba you've got the Cumberbatch yes you know Sherlock right I, I would you know yeah.
1: yeah elementary fits in there too
0: elementary what? again I would what? I would I, I, I would put that um, Doctor Who no. You know, I actually would. I actually, okay. you know what? I would because there is. It's the same thing. Okay. It's about a character who doesn't punch his way out of situations, right. but has to, figure you know, out. figure out, uh, uh, think about things. Uh, you, you were a fan of that uh, that Scorpion show, right?
1: Oh yes, yeah. Um, I, I do watch Scorpion. I've stopped watching it since. Um, so yeah, I'm just. But the
0: same to... thing, and and again, the, the here are all They're these modern
2: good detective work there, figuring out. I,
0: um, there, there there were those episodes.
1: Where what that... is like a classic detective? Um... Well, you know the Maltese Falcon. You know, okay. I mean, you know, you've got uh, my wife. By the way, she's a huge um, the big sleep. Um, sure. She's a huge Poirot friend. Poirot,
0: yeah, exactly. Right. You know, which which by the way, we're getting a we're getting, we are a, getting a, 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 we're getting a, murder, a Kenneth Branagh murder, as Poirot right. in
1: uh, in, uh, murder, a in a the murder on the, 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 or, the, or express. Or the express Express.
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> 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 enough out of you. In any case, I'm...
1: Yeah, I'm like, that's... But I think that um, Nolan, to me, would be more of a fit in doing that particular type of genre. But he didn't.
0: See, that's the thing. You're right, he didn't. He didn't really have that as part of it. Again, that's not a knock against those films. What he did was... A great superhero spectacle,
1: mm. well produced. You know the, the look of the Nolan films is so I like um, the Prestige, which basically like it's an wow. unraveling. Wow! Yeah, the Prestige. You know, it is interesting.
0: It is interesting that the, those aspects were in with Christian right. Bale because it's like and Wolverine himself. A lot, Jackman, a lot yeah. of
1: those. Like, like, I'll I'll take the Prestige, where basically it's it's Michael Caine. Michael Caine's going to unravel the story by the end. The the last fifteen minutes of the movie you know it's like uh well the prestige, the you, know depends, you know what you know the you
0: prestige know? might be above that's
2: in my top above
0: that above the dark knight trilogy and even above inception That might be my favorite nolan film that he's ever done
2: it's a great
0: movie it is. It, it's so layered the the twists the it's turns like the way the narr- the way the narrative plays out and everything that that you know spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the film like it's almost 10 years ago 2006. exactly 2006. 10 years old but Th- that scene where Jackman is reading the diary, and then suddenly Bale's voice comes out and is like, "I know you're reading this right now." <laughs> One of the great moments in any Nolan film ever, because it is just so like you're so into it, figuring out how he wants you
1: know. Oh, just 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 did, fantastic. Uh, did David I'm Bo- the
2: transporter man. Did,
1: did, did David Bowie ever appear as uh, as Nikola Tesla to you when you were working at your job?
0: No. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> moving on uh, but yeah I'm excited to, to, to see that the, you're going to have a movie where it, it happened because it's a challenge for that character I think um, I think there's some risk here and I think this shows that Warner Brothers is willing to take risk because it's the idea of like well here's a movie with Batman we've seen him we're, we're, we've seen him in Batman v Superman we've seen him in Justice League and those are action films no doubt here it's like Come see Batman film, but mm, maybe it's gonna be a little more intellectual. Maybe it's gonna be a little more about tension and not so much about explosions and fighting and you know all the rest. It's you know I'm I'm just gonna excited to see how how it's all gonna play out and get the the, the
1: Transformer trolls and fans and I'm sorry, but I I see a lot of this with uh, with uh, with uh, Asian audiences like hey, there's no action. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, go watch Jackie Chan, you know. Sorry. Don't sorry <laughs> Whoa Whoa, don't Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna bring up the Foreigner trailer no, I'm
0: gonna, I, 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 I suggest talk, talk everyone about should it. see the Foreigner trailer, but that's that's yeah. neither here or yeah, there. You
2: know, but but the Batman versus Superman didn't have that much action till the end either.
0: Yeah, so but when it when it happened <laughs> It happened a lot hugely of
2: waiting. there was like alright where where's this awesome fight? They didn't a, a, yo,
0: but I mean you think about that warehouse fight. You yeah, think about the good. fight with with with, with Superman. That's th- all at the
2: end, though. That's all at, like last forty-five minutes. Yeah,
0: well, that. where we had the Batmobile chase. Okay, I mean there was a lot of action, and then of course Justice League. We know that Batman's going to be swinging and well, fighting. Well, this is and, my you know, problem is
1: that oh God, you know, like, I'm oh, sorry, what even what's your problem is, is that. There's certain audiences out there and they expect like, oh, 110% action, you know, it's like, it's just a vehicle to to bring out the story, you know, but but, but it's hard for certain audiences, especially if you come from a different culture to enjoy a good story. Well,
0: well, but, you know, the Nolan films had action, but the focus was uh, very much on the drama on, again, on tension and thing, even the Dark Knight. There are long stretches, it's just dialogue. Right. Or or the Joker doing something. It's not necessarily Batman fighting a bunch of people. He, yeah. does, he doesn't... Mean, you know, I, I even think that in, you know, you look at The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, the percentage of Batman you get in those films is actually kind of on the low side. You know, in in The Dark Knight, you've got that opening sequence... You've got the uh, save it
1: for the Batman show. Save it for
0: the Batman show. And, and in any case, I think that there's a precedent for people to go see a Batman film where there not necessarily son, isn't just karate chops yeah. and explosions and stuff. Uh, I think that that covers everything that we want to talk about today.
1: Well, what and about the? That's it. I think really? that
0: covers everything right. that we're going to talk about today. And uh, our next our next show is going to be our Spider Man review. I I am I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I hope that. And then, uh, as the as the months go by, leading up to Justice League, we are going to have our Road to Justice series. We'll be covering Batman. We'll be covering Superman. We're probably. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry I, to all the I Cyborg wanted, fans I, out there. We're probably going to have to combine uh, Cyborg and uh, and and Flash, Flash. into one. Two, one two, well, you know what? Uh, maybe Cyborg and Aquaman. No offense, okay, Arthur. Yeah, that's. I think Flash maybe has a little well, deeper, uh, some more. Stuff have you your with, say. Have your <laughs> say. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You're talking about a, my boy uh Superman here? I mean, have your opinion.
1: Have your opinion. Have your opinion. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, I just want to know just, what happens to Apache. I, I want to hear more Apache Chief. That's all I want. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, J- Apache Chief I'm, was the star of, of of that last show that we He had. was the breakout. He was, he the, was break-out. the breakout breakout.
2: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just came back from stoop sealing. And I found. <laughs> I found this feather.
0: And what 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 sort of what can you tell us Apache can you tell us what sort of uh what sort of bird the feather comes from? The owl. <laughs> 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 I don't know why every time he says that it tickles my funny bone. In any case, uh that ends our show. Thank you all for listening. Um Join I'm, us again for Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm Apache
2: Chief, and I'm 30 days sober. <laughs> <laughs>
0: until next time. Okay, until next time, I'm Miguel Alvarado. This is Edward
2: To be until
1: next time. To be continued. To be to continued.
3: Continue.
1: <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www. Continued, a fanboy podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.